Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? You know, uh, good. I say every Thursday. To me, Thursday is the start of the football week. Of course, things are a little different now. We got Maction on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights and the Fun Belt games. So I guess we don't have to wait all the way till Thursday before the start of some new games. But uh, I still traditionally like to say Thursday is the start of the football week. And, uh, and tonight we'll have Blake Barnett and the South Florida Bulls against Temple and, uh, and an NFL game with our, uh, our former uh, running back, Josh Jacobs, uh, playing against the Chargers. So uh, good football tonight and the start of Alabama LSU weekend. It's finally here. Yeah, much more interested, by the way, in Josh Jacobs and Blake Barnett. Um, is he still starting for them? I believe so. Now, I haven't seen – I have not seen South Florida play uh, this season. I don't think I've seen them at all. But to my knowledge, he is. But uh, I, I, I could be totally wrong. He, he may have been – he may have been benched, graduated, had his fourth kid with his little surfer girlfriend. I don't know. But, no, to my, to my knowledge, he's the quarterback there. He, he okay. was early in the season. I remember reading about one of his performances. Uh, breaking news here on Locked On Bama. We think Blake Barnett is probably still the quarterback at South Florida, but we're not sure. Um, That's either news or fake says, news. It's news or fake news. It's one or the other. Nothing says locked on Bama like reporting about guys that may or may not be the quarterback at South Florida. <laughs> hey, it's not. Uh, hey, if you really want to know the answer to that, uh, tune in to Locked On South Florida. We don't locked know. on Bulls. Locked on the Bulls. That's not us. Uh, okay. So uh, LSU Alabama coming up this week. I mean, you and I we did a podcast um, that aired for Wednesday, and we were still down in the dumps about the Alabama basketball game, with certainly plenty of reason. Uh, just to wrap that up very quickly, I thought Kyra Lewis handled himself incredibly well in the post game press conference. He came out and actually did the press conference, which was huge. Uh, people do forget. Um, and I said it on the podcast yesterday that he's young for his age. Uh, he's, I know that sounds cliche, but he is, um, he's, he should be a fresh, a true freshman right now making his first start. Instead, he graduated early and, um, he's, he's only 17 and, um, he took that loss really hard and he probably should have, but frankly, we're not even close to that team without Kyra Lewis. I still love the guy. Uh, basketball is a marathon, not a sprint. And, um, so we will, hopefully uh, come back and, and beat Florida Atlantic on Monday night and sort of get this thing on the right track. I'd be willing to bet we're going to have more losses like that, but we're also going to have some wins against teams that people think we have no chance against, like maybe a couple of wins at the uh, tournament in Atlantis is, is my guess. But overall, uh, you know, disappointed in the loss, but uh, I'm, I'm still hopeful. Yeah, I think the style of play may lend itself to disappointing losses and shocking wins. I can see that happening because, I mean, it's such a it's a high risk, high reward, fun offense. And last night we saw a lot of risk. We shot, I can't get over this. We, we missed 50 shots. We missed 50 shots. I don't. I, what's the school record for shots taken in a game? 50. I mean, <laughs> we, we might have missed more shots than we've ever taken in any single game. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, and it's also amazing that we made 27. Most of the time you make 27 baskets, you're going to win a lot of college basketball games. You make 27 baskets, but the problem was we missed 50. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, 
we're kind of dealt a tough hand. I know every year it's a new set of excuses and people get tired of it. But, you know, another word for excuses is facts. And it's just a fact that Alabama lost Rojas and, uh, and, and Gary uh, for the season before the season ever started. That's a huge blow. Losing two, losing two scholarship basketball players is like the equivalent of losing like 14 football players off your 85-man roster. So that was a big blow. Yeah, it really was. And, um, you know, in the end, though, it's all about <laughs> results. And and the truth of the matter is that uh, we lost the game to Penn. But Penn's not a bad team. So, again, I don't want to harp on this because is this is not like a football loss. This is totally different. And right. um, I think everybody listening to this understands that. So we can get right on into Alabama <laughs> LSU. But instead of going into some predictions and what we think is going to happen, you know what I want to spend the majority of this podcast on is the visitors list, which is extensive. Ooh, it crazy. is incredible. It is delicious. Uh, give me some other good adjectives. I, you know, I think I've lengthy. nailed them all so far. Lengthy. Lengthy. It's lengthy. Okay. It's lengthy. Sexy. Star studded. Sexy. Yeah, it is sexy. Star studded. Um, it's uh, impressive. Yeah. Well, let me just run down. It has a few to be of turned them. over to the Secret Service. It does have to be. That is that is one thing that's pretty incredible about all this. And I've seen on Twitter that there's some other pretty famous people coming into town for this game. And Ooh, because it's here. Twitter, I don't know if it's true or not. Well, lay it out there. Let's 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 report it as news, regardless. Um, I want to say Justin Bieber was on the list. I no can't way. imagine he's actually going to be there. No I way. Can't imagine that. See, I don't even like Bieber. I can't name it about two or three Bieber songs, and I don't even like him. But I would be like wholly impressed if Justin Bieber's there. Uh, Justin Timberlake. <clears throat> no, I would flat out go groupie over Justin Timberlake. He's one of the three coolest people in the entire world, in my opinion, along with Bono and Julio Jones. Who's, so who's the coolest of those three, though? I have to say Bono, but gosh, Julio's close. You know what? I think, though, if this Kia thing takes off, Julio could suppress, surpass <laughs> Bono. Hey, he could. He could. Let's see Let's see how the dealership is. No, but Justin Timberlake, to me, is uh, – I mean, I'm a huge fan of JT's. I, I don't know how anybody's not. I mean, it's not – I mean, to me, he's just a great, great actor. He's funny. He's hilarious on Saturday Night Live. Uh one of the great transitions from boy band to solo artist, uh, great songs, dances, sings, hosts, but, uh, and he's really funny and married to Jessica Biel and yeah, oh man, that would be cool. I would, I would, I would be like a 12 year old girl at a Justin Timberlake concert. If I saw Justin Timberlake. Doesn't he, and he owns his own golf course in Memphis or something. And I mean, does he, do you think he he just wakes up? Do you ever think he just wakes up and goes, Holy shit, I'm awesome. He should. If he doesn't, he should. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go down some of these guys that are making the trek to oh, Tuscaloosa. That, that list was more fun. That list was even more fun. But okay, we'll get to the recruits. Um. So and and feel free. I, I'm just I'm going to go slowly, and if you want to interject uh, your comments on about a particular guy, feel free. That's how we'll do this. So. Uh, first, and I'm going to throw you some curveballs in here, and I'm going to let you decide if they're actual recruits. How about that? 
<laughs> I I'm not going to do that. Yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago, I'd be good at this. And now I'm yeah. old and I'm, I'm just, I'd be terrible at that now. Uh, Jordan Birch, the five-star oh. uh, strong side defensive end from Hammond, South Carolina. Maybe the best uh, defensive football prospect in the United States. Uh, I'm, I'm a little honest. For those that know me that follow the podcast, I can be brutally, brutally honest. Call it like I see it, and I'll, I'll just be shocked if Jordan Birch uh, signs with Alabama. I think he's going to stay in state and sign with Clemson. Uh, I think there's a better chance he signs with South Carolina than Alabama. But uh, he's very interested. I think he likes Alabama, but in the end, we're a victim of geography there. Um, gosh, I hope we have a better shot than that because, man, if he signs with Clemson, their class just gets Ugh. utterly ridiculous. Yep, yep, yep. But he's from there. Imagine, yeah. I mean, if the best defensive player in the country was from Birmingham, we'd yeah. be like, what do you mean he's going to Clemson? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, he's from there. Point. Well, I mean, the best wide receiver in the country has gone to Clemson. I mean – well, yep. I don't know that he was actually ranked the best wide receiver, but he was pretty damn. You talking about the uh, the uh, kid from Justin uh, Ross? From oh, just yeah, Justin Ross, and of course, this year's top ten kid in Alabama, EJ Williams. Yeah, he. I think he was a take for us. He certainly should have been. I mean, I, I, I'm a EJ Williams fan for sure. Who um, else you got? Darn, Darnell Washington, the five star. They got him listed as an athlete. He's going to play tight end at the next level yes. from Vegas. Who did have a little bit of a run in. With his coaching staff, apparently, but I guess you called it a falafel. What did you call it? A a kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. That's one of a a kerfuffle sounds like a German fluffer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, uh, sounds like something one of the brat kids ate on Willy Wonka. Ah, that's a good point. But they weren't Um, supposed to. That'd be a hell of a name for a candy bar, kerfuffle. (laughs) Patent pending. (laughs) It sounds like Willy Wonka. It really does. Uh, Darnell's um, Dar- awesome. Also, he's the he's the he is literally uh, he's literally exactly like Arik Gilbert. They're very very similar players. Uh, I think we have a better shot at Darnell Washington than people realize. He was leaning to Alabama for a long time. Then it looked like Gilbert was going to Alabama. So Washington decides he's leaning to Georgia. I, I, I think that uh, I think in the end it's probably going to be Georgia for him. But Alabama's got a real shot. It would not surprise me at all if he ended up at Alabama. But today I say Georgia, but let's say Alabama's got better than a 33% shot there. I like those odds. Um, Zakevius Walker, four-star strong side defensive end from Ellaville, Georgia. Good player. I think we have a good shot there. Uh, Less than 50% chance, but a really good shot, and he is a very good prospect. Yeah, I like him a lot, too. I know for the most part, people think he will end up at Georgia. I know Auburn uh, is high on him as well. But uh, And Auburn did get another commitment today from, uh, I think, Jay Walker out of of Chattanooga. Yeah, Jay Hardy. I said Jay Walker. Jay Hardy. One of the first things I saw this morning uh, when I was eating breakfast, and I saw Gus Malzahn tweeted at one of his boom or eagle things, which means I got a commitment at 7 in the morning. I immediately tweeted like, it's 7 a.m. Someone just committed. Is it a is it a farmer's kid? <laughs> I mean, who, who it was somebody who uh somebody who loves that daylight savings time. Somebody commits that early in the morning. Man, I'm just rubbing the sleep out of my eyes. This kid's making life decisions. But uh all right. how about here's one that's interesting to me. Jace McClellan, a four-star running back commit yes. out of Texas. Um, he's committed to 
Oklahoma right now, but his tape is really, really good. I like him a lot. Um, and if Zach Evans doesn't make the trip, I think all of a sudden he becomes uh, he becomes yep. very, very important to this class to me. He's a national elite back. I, I think he's probably one of the top five or six running back prospects in the country, certainly in the top ten to me. Uh, I like McClellan. I think, uh, again, Alabama has a real shot. I'd probably say, you know, for betting money, I'd say Oklahoma, that he sticks with them. He's obviously seriously considering Alabama, and Alabama is seriously considering taking him. So, uh, yeah, it's realistic it could be Alabama, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stick with uh, Oklahoma is my guess on him. Um, and one other one that is really intriguing to me, I mean, there's several that are intriguing, but this one I like a lot. And that's Arian Smith, a wide receiver from Florida. A lot of people think he might be the fastest player in the country this year. Yeah. If you like watching that shorts kid at Auburn, I mean, he's a lot like him. I mean, in the sense that this kid's speed is unbelievable. I mean, we all see, uh, the impact that, uh, Ruggs has on the offense at Alabama with his speed. And, and, and this kid is if anything, faster than Ruggs. He's certainly not slower. So the speed is unbelievable with guys like him always question the football skills. I mean, is he a track guy or does he have legitimate football skills like Ruggs? And Ruggs, being the combination of elite track guy and football skills, that's why Ruggs is in every top 10 projection right now from Mel Kuyper to Todd McShay and uh, does Arian Smith have that that level of football skills? I'm not sure, but dude, dude runs like the wind. Um, yeah, he. I mean, his his highlight tape is a lot of fun to watch, too. Uh, th- there's no doubt about that. And then here's one that really, um, I don't know if it's a position of need right now. Although offensive lineman probably always a position of need. Uh, Javion Cohen from Central Phoenix. Yes. I like him going to Auburn. Uh, I talk about this all the time on Crimson Country Club where uh, where Luke and I b- blog consistently and share opinions about prospects and players all the time. But in, in February each year is when I, when I really go over the in-state tape. I try to watch tape of, of the early project. I go to a big site like 24-7 and, and, and use my own notes and kind of come up with a, a rudimentary top 50. And over the course of about three days, I, I watch all 50 guys and, and sort of do my first ranking of just based on nothing but junior tape, in my opinion, and I don't care about offers or anything other than just watching the tape, how would I rank these 50 guys? I had Cohen as easily the best offensive lineman in Alabama. I loved his tape. I like his feet. Now, the issue with him is size, and size is sort of a big issue. I mean, you're talking about left tackle. He's got to be big. This kid is like – consistently listed in, in, in the legitimate sites around 260. So he, he might not even be that. Now, if he grows and, and gets up to 290 and keeps the feet he is playing with right now, this is an NFL player. Uh, I think Auburn was very smart to take him. A little bit of a reach for Alabama with his size, but that kid has elite left tackle feet. So I, I'm a fan. Well, speaking of fans, Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Locked On at manscaped.com. Yeah, that didn't really have anything to do with fans, but um, 
I, I kept looking for you to give me some kind of opening to do this live read and you, you never gave me anything to, to give me one of my seamless segues. So I had to go off the, go off the fly. It's, speaking tough, to of segue, flies, it's tough to segue into there. Speaking of flies, speaking of open flies, you wouldn't want to have an open fly and not be manscaped. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't so. want anybody to say, was that Willie Nelson? <laughs> You don't, you know, have you? Because I'm going to be looking for celebrities Saturday after how we started off this uh, podcast. I'm looking for celebrities, but I don't know if I'm going to be looking down there. And if I see a Willie Nelson, I know have you got a Labrador and a leg lock. <laughs> we know where to send them to our fine sponsor, who is just an outstanding service and product, no doubt about it. It's a All must. Right, wanna, it's a must. Wanna, it's 2019, people. That's a must. It is a must. Um, so let's talk about some guys maybe closer to your area because, Jimmy, one thing I'm trying to do is um, set up uh, uh, an interview with John Garcia of 24-7 Sports because yeah, he, know, comes on, uh, the, uh, AHS, yeah, he comes on the AHSA Radio Network scoreboard show with us every Friday to talk recruiting. Really? Does a great job based out of Florida. A lot of people know who he is. He, he's really good. So Yeah, um, he's a pal. He's a, he's a pal to me and, and, and really smart. He knows – he knows the kids uh, maybe better than anyone in the business in terms of the state of Alabama. It, it, it's like playing stump the band with him every now and then, I, you know, especially when it comes to my area, because I think I know the kids in my area, the Gulf Coast of Alabama, really well. And every now and then I'll, I'll find a new guy that I really like and I'll, I'll let Garcia know. And, you know, inevitably he already knows him. Yeah, he does always know him, and and he's going to a lot of games. Uh, every Friday night when we talk to him, he's usually been on the road in Florida somewhere going to check somebody out. So, um, But I'm going to talk to you about some more guys maybe in the uh, in the Mobile area. One guy in particular who will be there that you love is Lee Hunter. Yes, uh, I've been a big Lee Hunter fan from literally minute number one. I can tell the 20-minute story of – yeah, well, it's, it's entertaining, so I'll tell it anyway. I actually discovered Lee Hunter on a, on a TV game. I wasn't in person, but uh, each week in Mobile, we have a game of the week on TV. So I go to a game, and I tape the game of the week. And uh, I guess it was on a Sunday uh, after a Friday night uh, last season. So this would have been last September uh, in, in what Lee Hunter would be in the 10th grade. And uh, I turn on the game, Blunt's playing somebody, and, and, uh, and Blunt comes out on defense, and I just see him line up and I'm like, who the hell is that? So, I, I, you know, I look up on these great websites like Huddle and Max Preps where I can find the roster. And I'm like, that kid's in the 10th grade. <laughs> and I watch him play a few snaps and I'm like, so sold on it. I mean, I, just a few snaps. I think I probably watched four or five snaps. And, uh, and my wife, who's a, who's a football fan, but not much of a recruiting or a prospect fan, uh, She's walking through the room. I'm, I'm excited. She's the first person I talked to after finding this this kid. And she's walking through the living room and I stop the tape and I pause it and I'm like, I think I just I think I just found the number one prospect in Alabama in the in the 2021 class. And this was last September, and she's like in the 10th grade. And I'm like, this is the best 10th grader in Alabama. And she's like, I'm sure you're exaggerating again. I'm like, look at this. And she watched one play and she goes, Nope, nope, you're right. He's the best one. So, yeah. so I mean, I've seen seen nobody else, but you, you're dead on. You need nobody. Well, you don't need to see anybody else. I mean, he he, yeah. he is a he's a great 
uh, I, I think he's a legitimate five-star, not a slammed up, but a legitimate five-star. By that, I mean he should be under serious consideration to be a five-star in the next class. Now, his body can get a little heavy. Sometimes on the hoof, he doesn't look great. I don't want to use the word soft because this kid is the opposite of soft, but but I think at the next level, there, there's going to have to be kind of an overhaul strength and conditioning-wise. But I'll tell you, in terms of his natural athletic ability, there's a, a comp that just jumps off the page to me, and that's Nick Fairley. He, mm. he, he, he reminds me a ton of Nick Fairley. And, and I think we remember at Alabama how good that cat was at Auburn. Uh, now imagine uh, – now ima- Lee Hunter has outstanding intangibles too. From what I understand, he's a smart kid, good family, good dude. Uh, so imagine, you know, Nick, Nick Fairley, who's also, you know, a team leader. And uh, that's what this kid is. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Lee Hunter. Alabama only recently offered. I was uh, wanting Alabama to offer Lee Hunter a year ago. Uh, because to me, he was just like, oh, you got to offer this guy right, right the freak now, you know. Uh, but Alabama did offer him a couple weeks ago. He will be up up in Tuscaloosa. Now, is he coming because LSU offered him over a year ago? <laughs> Maybe so, but I think that's going to be a Georgia-LSU-Auburn-Alabama battle for him. And, and my guess is he's going to be on every list as, as a five-star a year from now and the, the top prospect in, in Alabama. Most people r- rank Kool-Aid. Jaquincy McKinstry, the defensive back from uh, up there where Bo Nix played, uh, Pinson Valley. Most people right now rank him as the number one prospect in Alabama. I am a huge fan of Kool-Aid. I think he is a great prospect, also a legitimate five-star type. But value is value, and Lee Hunter is 6'5", 300 pounds. You always rank the 6'5", 300 pounder over a defensive back. Uh, trust me, the NFL draft will. <laughs> They'll always take the freak tackle over a talented corner. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think Lee Hunter will end up the number one prospect in Alabama in the 2021 group. Well, okay, if one of those two guys isn't it, it'll be Dylan Brooks out of Roanoke Handley yes. who will also oh, be there. Alabama fantastic. could potentially have five five-stars as a state uh, in the 2021 class. Excuse me, three five-stars um, in the 2021 class, Maybe which five. would be amazing. Maybe five. I've been hyping the 2021 group for a long time it's great in mobile i've said it very loudly that the 2021 group in mobile is the best since 2008 that's a long time now it's 13 that's 13 classes ago that 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 class in 08 by the way in mobile alone featured julio jones bj scott mark Barron, ivan matchett jermaine prier all signed with alabama they were all in that 08 class uh, Destin Hood, who ended up uh, choosing pro baseball uh, over football. But that 08 class was unbelievably loaded in Mobile. The 2021 class is just as good. Took 13 years to get here, but it's it's just as good. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 and statewide, it's just fantastic. So that's awesome. Is there any reason to think Alabama leads for any of those three guys we just talked about? McKinstry, Hunter, and Dylan Brooks. Uh, yeah. I would hesitate to say Alabama leads on any. I would say that Alabama is hugely in the mix. And if all three go to the same place, it would be Alabama. Um, it's too far away to know. Today, I would tell you, I mean, you know, gun, 
gun to my head, I tell you, a uh, hunter to Georgia and McKinstry and Dylan Brooks to Auburn. But <laughs> Nick Saban's the best in the business. Alabama's the best program in the country still to this day. So do not count Alabama anywhere near out for any of those three kids. No, I'm 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 with you. I I would hate to lose all three of them, especially in such a banner year. But this is one of those freak years where you and I have been saying this on this podcast and on Talking Tuscaloosa, which uh, was this podcast's predecessor. And um, we've been saying, look, eventually recruiting nationally is awesome. We love it. It's fantastic and it's great and it's given us all these championships. But eventually, if you don't have the roots in this state, that will come back to bite you in some degree, in some capacity, right. at some point. And this, this 2021 class may be the year, but hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully uh, the atmosphere Saturday, think, which for all intents and purposes should be uh, for, incredible. Yeah, and for the people surprised to hear that, I mean, I think it's more of a simple explanation. I, I, and I don't, I don't think it begins and ends with Alabama ignores the in-state kids. I, I don't think it's that at all. I think yeah. what's happened is two years ago, Alabama lost seven coaches in one year. And then the following year lost like eight. I think when you have the massive turnover that Alabama has experienced on the assistant coaching staff, those relationships that you were building with players since they're in the ninth and 10th grade get lost and have to be rebuilt. And, and I, even though these kids that we're talking about are only juniors in high school, they, they, each one of them have probably been already recruited by two different Alabama assistant coaches, whereas the schools we're recruiting against probably haven't had the same situation. So I think the, the, the main culprit would be turnover in the assistant coaching staff. Secondly, it would be Alabama's emphasis on national recruiting. Uh, third, if you think about this, because some of it just makes perfect sense. Yeah, there's a great defensive tackle from Mobile, and Alabama's well aware and Alabama knows the kid and goes, yeah, he's really good. But before we get married, before we ask that kid to marry us, let's see what's in California. Let's see what's in Texas. Let's see what's in Florida. Because Alabama has a good a shot to sign any, anyone from, from, from you know, ocean to ocean, uh, not just the right. Alabama kids. So I think Alabama's a little slower to say, yeah, yeah, this kid from Mobile, this kid from Birmingham, the kid from Roanoke, uh, the kid from, from, from Pinson Valley. Great, great player, but – you know, there might be a better one in Dallas or Miami or L.A. And, and Alabama can land that kid almost as easily. So that, that's, I think, where, where it comes from in terms of how can Alabama not be leading on those top three kids. It's that reason. Okay, before we wrap up, I think it's fair to say you and I both know some folks that were at practice yesterday, and um, Tua looks pretty good. Uh, I, I told you – I guess two days ago that I thought I still saw a hitch in the giddy up that scared me a little bit, but apparently um, I, I was just fretting over nothing because a lot, we have talked to some folks that have been at practice. We've seen some, some other film ourselves and we believe too is going to be a uh, 95% versus or right. 90%, you know, I said, right. that's a pretty good Tua. You know, what, what game was it? You're the basketball guy. Do you remember years ago near the end? I'll say the, near the end during the height of Michael Jordan's success uh, with the Bulls, he famously played in a playoff game and he was really sick. Like, was like literally Utah. had the, is against the Utah Jazz. That's right. And he, he like had the flu, right? I mean, he was sick, sick. We're not talking about he had an allergic reaction to some, some bad shrimp. I mean, MJ was like sick, sick, right? And then he goes out and scores something like 40 in, in a playoff game. Isn't that right? Am I, am I telling yeah. this right? Uh, yeah. 
that's sort of how I look at this Tua situation. I think people are making too big a deal of, of the ankle at this point. Uh, I think it's not a matter of, is he 95% healthy? Is he 90% healthy? Is he 80% healthy? I think it's just this. It, it, is Tua in his current shape capable of playing extremely well? Well, you know, yeah. Jordan scored 40 with the flu, so, um, you know, in a playoff game. So T- Tua is going to be well enough to play really well, and that's what I'm expecting to see. Uh, you know, Tua was completely healthy or, or near 100% when we played Clemson in the national championship game last year, and he didn't play well at all, uh, probably with the ankle not bothering him very much. So I, I, to me, it's just a matter of this. Is Tua going to play well? Or is he not going to play well? Because I think the ankle is just sort of like not even a really big story anymore. It's just, you know, is he compromised by the ankle? I think the answer to that that is just no. No, I think he's fine. Yeah, I think he's I think he's fine too. Um, so I'm feeling really good about that. That makes me feel a lot better. Um, so we're not going to do our predictions just yet, but uh, safe to say we both feel relatively confident. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing a prediction yet. Uh, we'll do the prediction on our prediction show tomorrow. I'm, I am leaning towards uh, picking Al- Alabama to win, uh, but I'll be the first to say, uh, even though it'll it'll infuriate people, it doesn't really matter because it's hypothetical hypothetical that doesn't exist. But uh, I feel I'm, I'm worried enough about this game to say that if we're playing LSU and Baton Rouge, I, I might pick LSU to win. Oh God! I mean, oh God! You know, I can't we, imagine if we're playing them in Baton Rouge. Yeah, but oh, they're yeah. not. I'm... It's not in Baton Rouge. It's in Tuscaloosa, so I don't even, we don't even have to pick pick that game uh in Tuscaloosa uh, I'm gonna like Alabama's chances I do think it's gonna be tight and I think it's gonna be a lot of points uh a week ago I wanted to pick the game 39-36 as an homage to the 2011 game of the century game that was nine to six won by LSU uh I think picking 39-36 is just sort of uh ironic and funny about how you know these aren't the two best defenses in the country anymore these these might be the two best offenses um but I'm not going to pick 39-36. I think it's a little too much points. I think both defenses are actually a little better than that. But, uh, yeah, people can tune in, but I'm leaning towards picking Alabama to win a close, high-scoring game. All right, bud. Well, we will talk about it tomorrow right here on Locked on Bama. It will be LSU Alabama Eve tomorrow. Goodness. Goodness. Enjoy South Florida Temple tonight and South Florida starting quarterback. Blake Barnett, who may not even be South Florida's starting quarterback, but all the more reason wish, to tune into ESPN and check it out. I wish Brent Musburger weren't calling uh, Raiders games on radio because he could maybe call this game. And if they ever panned over to Blake Barnett's, I guess his wife his now. Wife. Yeah, he's married that. Yeah. Girl. He married that girl. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, she would have been one of Musburger's favorites too. No, no doubt. Oh, but how how crazy is it that? I mean, that we still talk about Blake Barnett. He's still playing college football. Do people remember Blake Barnett as a redshirt freshman? He's a redshirt freshman, not a true freshman. A redshirt freshman started the 2016 season as Alabama's starting quarterback. We played USC in Dallas to open the season, and the starting quarterback for Alabama was Blake Barnett. He just didn't do too well in about two or three series and was Wally pipped by Jalen Hurts. But, <laughs> but, but, but Blake Barnett was Alabama's starting quarterback to start a season, and they don't draw those names out of a hat. What a strange career. That former five-star Elite 11 MVP of the Elite 11 who married a professional surfer in college 
and is now at South Florida. We think they're starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, okay. you can tune Breaking into is. the game, but we're not 100% sure we're he's not playing. We're not 100% sure he's playing. <laughs> I think he still plays there. Now, I know he started games in September, but heck, I, I, I admit to not. I admit to not reading the South Florida box score on Sunday mornings. I don't know. Oh, God. All right, man. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.